Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into the deeply personal and powerfully resonant memoir, Hillbilly Elegy, by J.D. Vance. The book offers an autobiographical exploration of Vance's upbringing in the economically depressed town of Middletown, Ohio. Vance triumphantly defies the odds, rising from a challenging childhood in the Rust Belt to prestigious roles in the Marine Corps and Silicon Valley, punctuated by his graduation from Ohio State and Yale Law School. Vance's memoir paints a portrait of life in the American Rust Belt, offering valuable insights into the everyday experiences and struggles of the white American working class. This is an essential read for anyone with roots in hillbilly or Appalachia culture, sociologists examining the fabric of American society, and anyone who still believes in the resilience of the American dream, even amidst adversity. Embrace the opportunity to walk a mile in another's shoes as we navigate through the evocative pages of Hillbilly Elegy. Hillbilly Elegy, a memoir of a family and culture in crisis. Introduction. Embark on a riveting journey from rustic roots to corporate towers. The American dream is more than just a folktale. It's a testament to the human spirit's capacity to rise above adversity and reach for the stars. It paints a picture of grit and tenacity, telling a compelling story of one's pursuit for better against the odds. This narrative takes us through the life of J.D. Vance, who dared to break away from the violent and poverty-stricken vortex of his family's life, transforming from a hillbilly to a triumphant entrepreneur. His journey, as circuitous as it was exhilarating, led him through the Marine Corps before he found his niche in the corporate pulse of a Silicon Valley investment firm. In this exhilarating narrative, you will discover the origin of the term hillbilly and what it represents, the downward spiral leading to the fall of a once thriving city, and the incredible influence of three golden rules and a caring grandmother that steered a troubled young man towards his destiny. Part 1. Recounting the Lost Era of Hillbillies Amidst Changing Social Dynamics Our protagonist, J.D. Vance, takes pride in his hillbilly roots, Raised amidst the economic despair of a job-starved Ohio steel town, his narrative resonates with millions of working-class Scottish-Irish Americans. These are people entangled in a vicious cycle of poverty and a noticeably lower rate of academic pursuit. To delve deeper into this narrative, we need to roll back the pages to the lives of J.D.'s grandparents, fondly known as Mamo and Papo. Born in the early 1930s in Jackson, Kentucky, they epitomized the life of hillbillies, an often derogatory term used for the Appalachian mountain inhabitants. In search of better opportunities, the couple ventured to Middletown, Ohio. Papo secured a job at Armco, a significant steel player at the time. In fact, Armco played a crucial role in shaping Ohio's demographic makeup during the 1950s, recruiting heavily from Kentucky and subsequently creating a significant migration wave much like J.D.'s grandparents. Securing a stable factory job eventually allowed them to lead a comfortable middle-class life. However, times have changed drastically. Today's hillbillies face a far grimmer reality. 
Towns like Jackson have been ravaged by poverty. The label of hillbillies is now synonymous with destitution, with nearly a third of Jackson's population wallowing in poverty, including half of its children. The situation is dismal. Schools are in disarray, health problems are rampant, and the prospects of a college education are bleak. Jackson's plight, though, is just a microcosm of a much larger issue plaguing the Appalachian region. Towns and cities across the area have been crippled by job outsourcing. This ripple effect and its consequences on the personal lives of the Appalachian community form the backdrop of our following narrative. Part 2 An Unraveling Family Saga Amidst Shifting Socioeconomic Dynamics. Family narratives often hold a rose tinted veneer. This was particularly true for J.D.'s uncle, who nostalgically portrayed his childhood house as a haven of middle class contentment. However, the reality underpinning Bev's, J.D.'s mother, my upbringing, was anything but serene. Born in 1961, Bev's childhood coincided with her father's escalating alcoholism. One striking example occurred on Christmas Eve, when, in an alcohol-fueled rage, her father, Papo, ejected the family's Christmas tree because a meal wasn't ready. Such episodes were punctuated with bouts of extreme violence. One such instance saw Mamo threatening to kill her husband if he returned home intoxicated. She lived up to her words, dousing a sleeping papa with gasoline and setting him on fire. He miraculously survived, albeit with mild burns. Nonetheless, their tumultuous relationship undeniably had severe ramifications on young Bev's psyche. Fast forward to 1984, we meet J.D., navigating his childhood within the impoverished confines of Middletown, Ohio. As two bikes got stolen in one week, he was acutely aware that his community had deteriorated drastically compared to his mother's days. The dwindling state of Armco, the steel giant that was the economic lifeline for his grandparents, mirrored the city's socio-economic descent. In the wake of American manufacturing jobs being outsourced to Asia, Armco echoed this shift, leaving the city to wallow in economic despair. The trapped working-class white demographic tethered to their depreciating homes in impoverished neighborhoods, bore the brunt of this shift. Middletown's economic strife continues to this day. Most local businesses struggle to keep afloat or have shuttered entirely, and a once-proud city street has devolved into a hub for drug addicts. Part 3. Childhood Adversity, Casting Shadows Over J.D.'s Formative Years As J.D. was learning to walk, his parents were grappling with the strains of divorce. His father became a distant figure, and at the tender age of six, J.D. found a new paternal figure in Bob, his mother's new husband. Around this time, his mother earned her nursing license. While she wasn't college-educated, her devotion to the importance of education was unwavering. She inundated young J.D. with books, fostering an academically nurturing environment, and for a while, their family life was harmonious. However, this tranquility was short-lived. By the time J.D. turned nine, his home became a cauldron of arguments and violent episodes. A move to Preble County, not far from Middletown, further exacerbated the discord. Tensions escalated, 
resulting in sleepless nights filled with heated disputes. Alongside these domestic upheavals, J.D.'s school performance started deteriorating. The turbulence at home was permeating into his academic life, impacting both his grades and his health. But this was just the tip of the iceberg. His mother had been embroiled in a clandestine affair with a local firefighter. When Bob confronted her about it, she attempted suicide by deliberately crashing her new minivan. Following this harrowing incident, J.D. and his mother retreated back to Middletown, which was now steeped in drugs and alcohol. Struggling with her own battles with alcoholism, his mother attempted to compensate for her drinking by taking J.D. shopping for football cards. However, a small criticism triggered her, leading her to recklessly accelerate their car while threatening a murder-suicide. Ultimately, she pulled over without causing a fatal crash. Instead, she vented out her anger on J.D., resulting in a severe beating. Her actions spiraled so far out of control that she had to be handcuffed and removed by the police. Amidst these calamities, a silver lining emerged. J.D.'s biological father re-entered his life with a newfound devotion to Christianity. It wouldn't take long for J.D. to develop a close bond with his father and the church. Part 4. Teenage Turmoil A Tale of Relentless Moving and Emotional Instability Growing up, J.D.'s family dynamics were nothing short of a revolving door, with his mother frequently changing partners. Amidst this tumultuous background, one anchor of stability and masculinity existed. His grandfather, Papa. From helping J.D. with his math homework to instilling respect for women, Papa played an instrumental role in his upbringing. However, when J.D. was 13, Papa passed away, sending ripples of despair within the family, particularly affecting J.D. and his mother. Struggling to cope with her father's demise, his mother was admitted to a psychiatric clinic. At this time, she was romantically involved with Matt, a firefighter, and the loss of her father sent her spiraling. She lashed out at her loved ones, including Matt and J.D.'s elder sister, Lindsay. Her life further plummeted as she started abusing prescription narcotics and subsequently lost her hospital job following an inappropriate rollerblading incident in the emergency room. The detrimental impact culminated in another suicide attempt via self-inflicted wrist cuts. Following this failed attempt, she was committed to psychiatric care and began a journey towards drug rehabilitation. Meanwhile, the teenage J.D. found himself relocated to live with his grandmother, Mamaw. A series of moves ensued during his adolescent years. After his mother's discharge from the hospital, he briefly resided with his biological father. Despite his mother's insistence to move with her to Matt's home in Dayton, Ohio, J.D. resolutely resisted, unwilling to part with his school friends. Subsequently, J.D. moved back with Mama, a mutual decision that promised a peaceful living arrangement. But this respite was fleeting. His mother's subsequent remarriage to a man named Ken led to J.D.'s relocation to Ken's house, marking his fourth home in a mere span of two years. For J.D., the ceaseless shuffle of homes and family figures had begun to take an exhausting toll, leaving him emotionally drained. Part 5. The Sheltering Wing of Grandmotherly Love and the Transformational Journey Through Military Life The sudden shift to Miamisburg and moving into the house of Ken, 
his mother's latest husband, left J.D. feeling estranged and isolated. This crushing loneliness seeped into his academic performance, putting him on the brink of dropping out of high school. Fortunately, his mother's fleeting relationship with Ken came to an end, paving the way for J.D. to return to Marmor's comforting presence. The ensuing three years under her roof were transformative and potentially life-saving. Marmor upheld three non-negotiable rules, maintain good academic performance, secure a job, and lend a helping hand at home. Firm in her enforcement of these guidelines, J.D. willingly adhered to them, embarking on a productive journey of personal growth. Under Marmor's nurturing guidance, he learned valuable lessons. For instance, when he enrolled in advanced math, Marmor invested $180 in a graphing calculator for him. This act of support not only exemplified her values, but also motivated J.D. to dedicate himself to his studies. Finally, living under a regime of discipline and love, J.D.'s life began to regain its harmony and joy. His grades improved and things began looking up. Mama's abode served not only as a sanctuary from his past turmoil, but also as a springboard for a promising future. Eventually, he excelled in the SAT, but more critically, he rediscovered happiness. But, Like many youths, he was uncertain about his future. The pivotal choice between college or the Marines lay before him. Daunted by the unrestricted nature of college life, he chose the path of military discipline. This decision marked his transition into adulthood, with the subsequent four years in the Marines teaching him valuable life skills. He learned everything from physical fitness, personal hygiene, to financial management, including balancing a checkbook future savings, and investment strategies. Most significantly, he learned that leadership wasn't about domination. Instead, it was about earning respect and truly listening to others. Part 6. Navigating Success A poignant loss, academic triumphs, and a stark sense of alienation. While J.D. served in the Marines, he was hit by the heartbreaking news of his grandmother's death. A lifelong smoker, Mamor breathed her last at the age of 71. It's evident that she was J.D.'s beacon of hope and guidance, and her investment in him bore fruit. Buoyed by Mamor's enduring support, J.D. began his college journey at Ohio State University in 2007, eager to embark on this exciting phase and create a new life in Columbus. The disciplined grounding from the Marines instilled in him a robust sense of self-sufficiency, and an unbeatable spirit. His academic prowess shone through as he consistently secured A grades. However, this optimism starkly contradicted the pervasive pessimism he associated with his hometown Middletown. He had started believing in his potential to achieve a high-flying career through hard work. Fueled by this conviction, he graduated summa cum laude from Ohio State in just two years, with a double major, while nursing another ambitious goal attending law school. Staying committed to his dreams, he secured a coveted spot at Yale for law studies in 2010. Although this journey was overwhelming, it was overwhelmingly positive. Yale posed an enormous challenge to JD's self-perceptions. He was among the few who didn't have any Ivy League graduates in their immediate or extended family. He was the first to pursue college and the only one to attend a professional school. 
despite excelling in his studies and securing a prestigious job with the chief counsel of a U.S. senator, J.D. remained an outlier at Yale. He was among the few low-income students, starkly aware of the gap separating him from his affluent classmates. Part 7. Overcoming Poverty. J.D. Vance's Transformative Journey and Its Enduring Lesson. As J.D. adapted to life at Yale, he found solace and companionship in a fellow student, Usha. Their burgeoning relationship helped him feel more at ease in the intimidating Ivy League environment, a transition that holds immense significance given Yale's intricate network of influential relationships. J.D.'s exposure to this environment introduced him to the concept of social capital, an economic term referring to the human network that individuals leverage for financial advancement. At Yale, networking was second nature. Graduates didn't merely rely on their resumes. Instead, they tapped into their expansive contact network. They could simply drop an email to a friend or reach out to a well-connected uncle, securing a job or an interview. J.D. knew that landing an interview for a role with a potent federal judge would hinge on his professor endorsing his application. With his burgeoning social capital, he made his mark, defying the odds to escape the clutches of poverty permanently. His journey is particularly remarkable given multiple studies highlighting that adverse childhood experiences, similar to those J.D. endured, can detrimentally impact academic performance and later trigger anxiety, depression, obesity, and even heart disease. However, J.D. rose above the traumatic memories of his upbringing, graduated from Yale, secured a coveted job, and found happiness with Usha. What's the fundamental takeaway from his story? We can strive to design policies that are rooted in a profound understanding of the obstacles that individuals like J.D. confront. Such a strategy could acknowledge that the real issues these children grapple with stem from their home environment. It could lead to housing policies that prevent the poor from being segregated. Final summary. The fundamental insight in this book. J.D. Vance emerged from a turbulent upbringing in a disadvantaged household in Middletown, Ohio. Despite being placed on a precarious path due to his humble beginnings and challenging neighborhood, he defied the odds to attain unparalleled success. His extraordinary narrative serves as an inspiring beacon for countless others growing up in similar hillbilly backgrounds, fostering the hope of a brighter, achievable future. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.